The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. An ambassador for the dogs and broadcasting live from Truist Park every day. All day, every day. It's time for Buck's Beat with Buck Baloo. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Buck's Beat. Talking Georgia football today. You good with that? Yeah, I thought so. Spring football practice kicks off this week, and Coach Smart and the Bulldogs are trying to put a tumultuous offseason behind them and get refocused on what lies ahead. Priority number one, you know the deal. It's the quarterback competition this spring. Carson Beck, Brock Vandegrift, Gunnar Stockton, out to impress new offensive coordinator Mike Bobo. And you know the big question here, who replaces Stetson Bennett? And for Carson Beck, it's really now or never. He's into his fourth year on campus. Stepped on campus way back in January of 2020 and patiently has waited his turn. Worked hard to develop his skill set. And when you look at him, you think prototypical pocket quarterback. 6'3", 225 pounds. He's going to get the first shot with the ones this spring. And obviously, he's got some big shoes to fill. Filling in for Stetson Bennett or stepping in for Stetson. Expectations are sky high. Coming off two back-to-back national titles. Hasn't had much in-game experience. Carson's only played in nine total games in three years with only 58 passing attempts. Now, here's what you need to know about Beck. Observing him in scrimmages and garbage time, he's got the big arm. He can fit the ball into tight spaces, and he's really comfortable in the pocket. Gotten a lot better at that just through practice reps. He's learned uh, to move through the progressions really quickly and has shown a willingness to check it down when that primary receiver is not open. And so he does a good job of protecting the football, in my opinion, really disciplined in his uh, reaction and his decision-making. And you can tell he's really focused on not turning the ball over. Seems to get along with his teammates fairly well. I've been around him in some social situations with teammates, and they all seem to gravitate over there towards him. Still have some question marks on what type of leader he will be on the field. His personality seems to be pretty laid back. He never really seems to get upset or get on one of the guys. You got to do that sometimes, you know. But he is a guy that's worked hard on his mobility. Can he get outside the pocket and make things happen? I, I believe he can. I mean, that's not really his game. He can extend plays throw the ball on the run, but not really a scrambler, a guy looking to run with the football. The difference is going to be in the pocket. He's a big dude, which is a little different than what they've had over the last couple of years. Brock Vandegrift is into his third year in the program. He spent the first two years developing his skills during practice and standing on the sideline watching Stetson do his thing during the games. 
He arrived on campus, and Georgia fans had some really high expectations for Brock. As a five-star in-state recruit, pretty much everybody following Georgia football knew about Brock Vandegrift and what he did at the high school level. And he's got some good size, uh, 6'2", 6'3", somewhere in there, 215 pounds, something along that. Here are some of the things I noticed about Brock, and it's from a former quarterback and quarterback coach's perspective. Looks like he's tightened up his release since he's been on campus. It's not as long as it was when he arrived, and, you know, he really needed to do that. you got to get rid of that ball as, as quickly as you can back in the pocket, and I think he's done a good job of tightening up that release. And He's doing a better job of not locking down on his primary receiver and seems to be getting through his progressions a little quicker than, say, a year or two ago. Brock's now more comfortable staying in the pocket, too, which is huge. Got to be able to manipulate the pocket. When he first arrived on campus, Brock seemed to be so quick to flush out of the pocket when he felt some pressure and wanted to engage in scrambling around. You don't see that as much out of him anymore. Now, he's got a really talented skill set. He's got arm talent. He's got good mobility. And that's an awesome one-two punch to throw at a defense. After two years on campus watching, I'd imagine he's focused on putting it all together during spring football and showing Kirby Smart, Mike Bobo, and his teammates that he's now ready to help them win. Well, now's the time to step up. Otherwise, you're probably going to be hearing about the transfer alternative. Gunnar Stockton's also in the mix. Now, he's only been on campus for one year and has made a really strong first impression in that rookie year. He's gained some respect as embracing the role of the scout team quarterback, and teammates have noticed a toughness and fearlessness I'm sure they all want to see out of their quarterback. I met Gunnar two years ago at the Touchdown Club of Atlanta, a banquet they put on. Uh, he was there with his family being recognized and was able to go over and meet he and his family. And his dad told me that it was his birthday. It was Gunner's birthday. And I immediately asked what he got for his birthday. And Gunner told me I got a bull calf. My first thought, Gunner's a different kind of cat, man. Stockton, somewhere around 6'1", 215, 225, somewhere in there. His skill set, really versatile. I would call it a hybrid skill set. He's a blend of uh, a pocket and a dual-threat quarterback. Seems to be really comfortable making all the throws in the pocket and then effective extending plays outside the pocket and making throws on the run. Gunner also is very effective as a runner. He can pull it down and scramble when the pocket collapses. He can also run it effectively with the zone read and RPO play calls. That skill set shows up big in the red zone and in third down situations. So that's going to help him as he competes for the QB1 job. Seems to have a good feel throwing it around in the passing game. Throws a really catchable ball. He's got some good touch. He can throw it with velocity. Can't wait to see where he is as far as his development goes this spring. His focus, well, should be excited about just the opportunity to go out and compete in this just his second year on campus and be excited about getting reps with a first-team offense. 
wanted to also uh, talk about Stetson Bennett and how he looked in the combine. And we'll do that after this conversation with my man David Green, a Bulldog legend. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. David Spring football practice. The focus will be obviously on this quarterback competition. Does it have you intrigued coming into it? Well, it does. I mean, you look at the level of talent that's uh, that's there right now. Um, it's some really, really good players. I think everybody, the Georgia fan base, are excited to see. Obviously, Carson's done a really good job. Um, you know, a couple times he's been able to to step in, but you got some really good guys behind him too. I mean, you look at Brock, you look at Gunner. I mean, guys that have had unbelievable high school careers and look like highly recruited. Uh, some guys that are all three of them look uh, look hungry to play right now. So, I. Think I think the spring is going to certainly be a pretty intense competition at the QB position. David, do you think a quarterback can win a job during spring football practice? You know, look, given this situation, I don't think anybody's going to win it to the point where, uh, you know, coach is going to say this guy is 100% our starter going into the summer. I don't I don't necessarily think that's going to happen unless, obviously, one guy's just leaps and bounds better than the other. Um, but I think the one thing we've seen with Kirby, he's able to get really good players. The difference in separation between talent um, isn't that big of a difference, you know, w- at Georgia right now just because he's able to get five stars left and right. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't I don't see that taking place. Certainly after spring ball, I think they're going to have a pretty good idea of who's, uh, who's taking a lead going into fall camp. Um, but I, I would be beyond shocked if he named a starter after spring. Yeah, you don't want anybody transferring at this point in time. So, David, how did you go about winning the job? Was it a process? Was there a moment in time where you won the job? How did it happen for you? You know, buddy, it's a good question. So I, I tell you, going into my redshirt freshman year, which was Coach Rick's, you know, first year at Georgia, you know, I really just try to take it day by day. I mean, it was a brand new offense. Um, obviously, Corey had had played and done very well the year before when he had a chance to come in. And I literally just kind of took it day by day. It was like, hey, let me just be totally in the moment today. And and uh, when today's done, good or bad, I'm just going to turn the page and put all my focus in on the next day. And I think as a player, that's really what you got to do. And um, you can't, you know, get too high or too low 
you just got to have, you know, a constant mindset of, all right, let me get better. Let me get better today. Let me learn from maybe the mistakes I made yesterday. Let me make sure I don't make that same mistake again. Because, look, if you play quarterback, you're going to make mistakes. There's just no way around it. I think the thing coaches want to see is that you're not going to be making the same mistake time and time again. And uh, and I think if, if guys can show that and show that, one, they're taking command of the offense and then, uh, and then moving and making smart decisions, those are the things that the offensive coaches are going to want to see, you know, to gain confidence that this, you know, this guy might be the one that's going to be running the offense in the fall. All right, your quarterback coach, Mike Bobo, is back as the offensive coordinator. Describe Coach Bobo's coaching style. Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, back when I was playing, he was he was a little bit younger. So this is 20 years ago. I mean, certainly fiery. Um, you know, the thing I love about Coach Bobo, in my opinion, he's the type of guy that will give you the shirt off his back. Uh, he's extremely loyal to his guys uh, and just a fiery competitor. You know, I think his father was an old-school high school coach that's about, you know, toughness, hard work, uh, can, you know, being, a, being a, a fierce competitor. And when I think about Coach Bubba, just in general, this is a guy that, you know, I don't care if you're playing you know, golf at Georgia club or you're playing cards or fishing, he's going to want to beat you. And he'll lie. And he's a great trash talker too, by the way, you know, he'll, he'll talk trash and all that as well, but just an ultimate competitor loves his guys. The guys love him and uh, obviously loves Georgia played here. Uh, I'm really excited too, Buck, that he's, he was able to be here last year to kind of get back and really see the way Kirby runs the program and get familiar with the personnel because, you know, he's sitting there with Munkin and Buster, you know, designing plays and, and he's doing it obviously based off the personnel we have. So he's not coming in cold turkey. He's coming in very familiar with the way that the system runs. I've got a great deal of respect for Mike Bobo, and I'm finding that I'm already having to defend him with some of the Bulldog Nation. I'm just blown away with uh, the, the fact that I'm having to do that. What about you, and do you expect to see changes in the offense? Well, that's a good question. I, you know, I, I think a lot of it's going to depend on who the quarterback is. You know, the um, – you know, obviously the offensive coordinator's jobs to figure out what, you know, what your kids are good at and try to design plays and attack defenses based on your personnel. Um, you know, that's one thing I thought, you know, Munkin always did a great job of doing. He always did a lot of shifts and motions pre-snap, but he did a great job about keeping defenses on their toes. Bobo's going to be the same way. Obviously, when he was here his last go-around, you know, he, I mean, he was phenomenal. When he had Aaron Murray, we had Gurley and Chubb. I mean, we ran the ball so well, you know, when we had Murray and when we were lighting up the scoreboard too, the the luxury that he's got this go around that he didn't have last time is the defense. You know, last time he was the offense coordinator, yeah, he'd score 40 points a game, but the other, the other team might score 42. And so given that Kirby's now obviously the, the head coach and emphasis on defense, um, and the personnel that he's got now compared to what he had, you know, last time, I'm, I'm sure he's licking his chops. Yeah, and the offenses have uh, changed. The trends have changed. The schemes have changed. Uh, I think out at Colorado State, you saw him run some of the air raid uh, type schemes. So, uh, you know, that, that's the thing. I think a lot of these fans that are being critical are, are looking way back when, when uh, Georgia was, was pounding the football with Mike calling the place. 
Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, look, offensive coordinators, the game's changed so much. Actually, uh, I saw Buster Faulkner this weekend at an event, and you know, Buster and I played against each other in high school. And so, of course, I had to get on to him a little bit about about being over at Georgia Tech. But we were just talking about how much the game has changed. You know, Buck, look, I, yeah, I coach middle school football now over at Heber and Christian Academy, and I'm going, you know, it's been 20 years since I played. The game uh, offensively has changed a lot. I mean, of course, I understand the base basics of uh you know men in a box and, and all that kind of deal. You don't have a foot crazy. you don't have a fullback out there, do you? <laughs> well, you know, we we got it's like a lamb back, you know, it's kind of <laughs> that guy that's lined up behind the tackle. It, it kind of ends up being the fullback. Um but it's it is funny though, Bucky. I mean the game is changing. I and I had lunch with Coach Rick, you know, a couple months back and he was talking about that. That was one of the reasons why he turned over the play calling uh, to Bobo is because he said the game offensively was evolving so fast and he was doing his head coaching duties that, you know, he didn't have time to be able to go to all the conferences and, and you know, get with all the, the the way that the offenses were evolving. So there's no doubt in my mind um, the offense will – it will be a 2023 version of Georgia. We're not going back to 2007 or eight. David, give us, give us some insight into what Stetson Bennett's going through uh, during this pre-draft process. Well, I'll tell you this: there's there's certainly uh, a lot of nerves. You know, that it's a weird feeling, you know, Buck, when you just you don't know where you're going. You know, it's, you talk to a lot of people, you're being interviewed, you're being poked and prodded, you're you're getting questioned about every decision you've ever made, uh, about every sprained ankle you've ever had since little league. You know, you, and you're kind of just ready to just go. All right, let's let's figure out where we're going here. So. Um, you know, when it comes to Stetson, you know, I heard he threw very well at the combine, did well there. Look, here's the thing, in my opinion, with Stetson. If he is as hungry to play in the NFL as he is as he was to play at Georgia, he'll make a roster, in my opinion. I mean, he's just that good of an athlete, and um, and he's a great competitor and obviously won two national championships. So, I to me, it just really is going to come down to does he want to play NFL ball as bad as he wanted to play college ball? And, of course, I, I would have no idea knowing the answer to that. But uh, I think with his talent, his skill, and his, um, you know, just the way he competes and plays at the biggest stage, I mean, he, what did he win, like, four MVPs in these playoff games? I mean, <laughs> when, when he, we needed him, but to play his best. Oh, did. yeah. He played up. He definitely did. Okay, so you're making the decisions for the Carolina Panthers. All right. Who are you taking at number one? What quarterback would you be taking? Is it Bryce Young? Is it C.J. Stroud? Is it Anthony Richardson? No, it definitely isn't Anthony Richardson. That that one's kind of got me fired up a little bit because, uh, I mean, Buck, I don't know if there was anything I saw uh, from a – competitive fire, you know, to just being able to lead your team uh, with the Florida Gators, with Richardson, uh, other than the fact that, you know, unless people feel like they can develop him. But I'm going to be honest with you, be great at in the NFL at quarterback. I mean, you got to be a self-motivator. You got to be hungry. You got to have plenty of fire under you. Uh, and just a little bit of ball I saw from uh, Richardson, I certainly don't see where they're talking about on the draft boards for him. Um, I would tell you talent-wise, 
Well, I would say this. I think Bryce Young's one of the best college football players I've ever seen. I do worry a little bit about him being able to take a hit. I worry about him being able to sustain, you know, 17-game season. I don't see how he, he can do that. But watching him play college football, I mean, to me, if he did not play at Alabama this past year, I mean, they were not a very good football team without him, in my opinion. C.J. Stroud, it to me, was uh, the way he shredded our defense. He's the one that appears to be the most uh, pro-ready. But I, I don't know enough about him, um, you know, off the field and tangibles and that sort of deal. But the way he threw the ball, I mean, Buck, we, we could not stop him. I mean, it didn't matter uh, how positive we tried to stay as Georgia fans in that game. I think everybody knew there was no stopping him coming down the field. Um, he's a pretty talented kid. So I, I think overall I would say Stroud would probably be uh, from just a gifted standpoint, I think he's probably the one most ready to start, step in and play. Always great to catch up with my man David Green. Boy, he did some great things in that Bulldog uniform. And so did Stetson Bennett. Really strong performance at the NFL Combine. Man, he appeared to be locked in. I mean, all business. And the translation on that is uh, he's trying to overcome a little blip on the radar that happened out in Dallas a few weeks back. He's, he's going to continue to hear about that. And then also he's going to hear some criticism about being undersized, which obviously he can do nothing about. Stetson measured in at the combine at five foot 11, weighed in at 192. And, man, he looked cut too, man. He looked like he's been in the weight room. Laid down a really good 40 time. Now, I'm not sure how his interviews went, but Stetson sure looked good on the field in those passing drills, especially the footwork. Looked really sharp. You could tell he had worked hard on that aspect of his game. And because of that, he threw it accurately short to intermediate. Stetson had some zip and velocity on those intermediate throws, which probably caught some of the personnel guys a little off guard. He also threw the deep ball impressively. Even Rich Eisen was impressed. Stetson proved he belonged with those other highly rated quarterbacks during the passing drills. Now, my advice for his pro day would be this. Incorporate more out-of-the-pocket throws and throws on the run where he can show off his strengths. I didn't see a lot of that going on at the Combine. Pro Day's format is controlled by Stetson and his quarterback coach. Getting him outside the pocket would help him impress these NFL evaluators. And I keep getting asked this question about Stetson. What teams would be a good fit? Cardinals come to mind first. He's got the same skill set as starter Kyler Murray. 49er scheme would would seem to fit his skill set too with that stretch run and then the bootleg off of it would be something that Stetson would be very comfortable executing the Ravens with Todd Munkin taking over as coordinator would be a good place for Stetson I'm sure his mindset is he's just looking to get a, a real legitimate shot to compete for a job. And at the end of the day, isn't that what all these quarterbacks want? They want to be an NFL quarterback, and they're looking for an opportunity, a good opportunity, to make that dream happen. That's going to do it for Buck's Bead, Episode 83. We'll talk again soon. 
Subscribe to Bucks Beat and get the latest updates every week from the most connected guys in Georgia sports. Follow Buck at BuckBaloo8 on Twitter and check out all the fan podcasts at thepodcastpark.com. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. 